With Simon Gamewell. Brought to you by TAP, the social thanking platform. Hello and welcome. This is Gratitude with Attitude. Coming up today, I'm going to be talking about gratitude and imposter syndrome. I'm going to be joined by Razwan Butt from the uh, Caretech Foundation. We've got loads of your lovely dedications, and of course, we've got some great music. And remember, if you want to express gratitude or say thank you, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Let's get started then. Here's the Boo Radleys. Wake up, Boo.
you ever thought that you don't belong, that your position at work is undeserved, and that you shouldn't really be there? This is often referred to as imposter syndrome. Gratitude can be the antidote to this condition. We often compare ourselves to others, which really isn't helpful. If we live gratefully, being in a space where we're searching for reasons to be grateful, we will celebrate the success of others and create an environment of gratitude. We'll support and encourage each other to be the best that we can be. It will make us realize that everyone's path is unique and different. We'll create a psychologically safe space where everyone feels comfortable to voice their opinions and ideas. When we're in such a space, we're able to expose our vulnerabilities, knowing that we will support others and they will support us. Being grateful is an essential part of self-care, focusing on what we personally are grateful for. We realize that no one becomes successful without the help of others. We can reflect with gratitude on all the people who've helped us along our journey. This knowledge will reduce self-criticism, realizing that everyone is vulnerable, not just us. Imposter syndrome prevents us from living in the present moment, stops us from being grounded. Gratitude does the opposite. It stops us from dwelling on the difficult events of the past or future challenges as we're focusing on positive, present moments. Gratitude allows us to venture out of our comfort zone, feeling psychologically safe, knowing that our colleagues have our back. It helps us to take control of an unfamiliar situation and banishes the imposter syndrome that these situations can exacerbate. The obstacle becomes an opportunity, and when we overcome them with the help of others, we'll be filled with the power of gratitude. Living gratefully gives us more self-confidence. It makes us feel that our actions are validated, that we really deserve all the success that we've achieved. Practices of gratitude, such as keeping a gratitude journal or diary, will reinforce this self-confidence, while also giving us a chance to reflect, which is instrumental in keeping us grounded in the present moment, which is an important part of mindfulness, which will greatly benefit our mental health. Working in a psychologically safe environment will also make us more sensitive to the struggles of others. It will help us to be more empathetic, more supportive. When we see them struggling, we'll be able to lift them up, letting them know that you'll be there for them. Suffering from imposter syndrome puts our brain into primitive mode, the fight, flight, or freeze defense mechanism, and makes us feel negativity. The power of gratitude makes us more pro-social, and this will uh, benefit our social health too. So whenever we feel inadequate, that we really don't deserve our success, trust in the power of gratitude, the reassurance that we truly belong and use that power to lift others up too.
Okay, more music then. Here's Chesney Hawks with the one and only. Okay, let's have some more dedications from Taps Social Care Thanking Wall. The first one's to Steve at Whispers Care Solutions. It says, special thanks to Steve for the training. He's very friendly, 
communicative and positive like everyone else. It was a real pleasure to meet him and the others. Such a great vibe at Whispers. And Ninika says to all at Income and Compass Care in Dorset. Says, just wanted to let you all know that you are an amazing team. The way everyone pulled together after a very tough couple of weeks. Also, welcome to our new teammates. And here's one to the staff at Bethany House uh, in Preston. Mum is so happy here, which is such a relief to all the family. The staff combined a loving and caring attitude to Mum and the attention to both her medical needs and her personal needs are second to none. Keep up the brilliant work that you do. And we've got one now from uh, Daniel Hindmarsh. And this one's to Glenn McLean at Caroline Lifestyles in Durham. Daniel says, Glenn goes above and beyond to make sure the people in his care and his colleagues are where, well cared for, even doing way more than his contracted hours to help out and make sure that the residents have the best possible care for them. He's a credit to the care sector. And remember, if you want to express gratitude or send a message of thanks, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Okay, here's KC and the Sunshine Band. That's the way I like it.
and join me now is Raz but the communications manager from uh, the Caretech Foundation. So, hello, Raz. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me. And thanks for joining me on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yourself? Uh, not too bad. Uh, <laughs> better than I was earlier, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, okay, so we're going to talk about the Caretech Foundation in a moment. But let's start by talking about yourself. So, so what was it that brought you to the care sector in the first place? Um, so I, I had a background um, working within the third sector. Um, it started off very much in a, in a voluntarily basis, and I found myself being really drawn towards it. Having worked quite uh, extensively sort of in the corporate world, it was um, something that, although it was challenging and, and uh, kept me active, it didn't really uh, do anything for me in terms of intrinsic value. There wasn't anything that really uh, put a smile on my face or made me feel as though I was making a difference. Um, and then just naturally getting more involved through volunteering. Um, and then I just stumbled across this uh, opportunity with the Caretech Foundation. I thought, well, there's no time like now and uh, just went for it. And here I am. Right, right. Uh, okay, well, let's talk a little bit uh, about the uh, Caretech Foundation then. Um, for our uh, uh, newer listeners, can you just give us a, a quick overview of who you are and what you do and why it's so important? Yep, so um, the Caretech Foundation is a, a corporate partnership. We were established in 2017 um, and we're an independent grant making um, foundation. So we have uh, several streams that we use to give our grants. We have partnership grants, and these are generally um, quite large uh, sums of money. And they're usually um, in partnership with other charities that have key, that fit in with our key focus areas. Um, and so we'll set out um, parameters within those projects and what we want to um, have as outcomes. And then in partnership, we'll We'll work together to achieve those. We then also have match funding, um, which is quite a uh, straightforward one. It's open to all our care tech staff and service users. And essentially it's to encourage them to get involved and, uh, and make change. So any charitable um, funds that they're able to generate, we will match those up to 350 pounds. So when you've got people that might partake in things like fun runs or or raffles and things like that, it just means that they're generating more income from those and it, it gives them a more of a reason to um, get involved with them. Then we also have uh, our community grants and um, I, I like to frame these as almost like a, a, a mini partnership grant. So again, these are open to uh, care tech staff and um, they're usually used to impact the local areas that they're living in or they're working in. So it might be things like um, if we have staff members whose children are part of a sporting team and maybe the sporting team could do some more funding for kit or resources and facilities, things like that. We want to help them and we want to see more of those things happen in the community. So we'll give them grants um, to aid with that. And then our final grant, and I, I'm sorry I'm rambling on, our final no, grant fine. is um, staff hardship. And um, again, this is open to all our care tech staff. And uh, essentially, it's a fund that we've got in place because we know not everybody has um, sort of a, a safety net necessarily. And so when times can get tough and people might need a little bit of financial support um, due to just sort of the curveballs that life can throw, I know we all have uh, different challenges. It's nice to be able to lean on that. And so we provide a fund that can help people. And this could be anything from helping those that maybe uh, 
maybe a fridge has gone bang in the house and it's just a bit of a tight month they can't afford to get it replaced so obviously it's, it's kind of a necessity in day-to-day life but anything like that um we just want to be a helping hand and that's uh our four main sort of plants that we offer right right you you you're saying about the um uh, partnership grants uh, uh, i know you've partnered with, with some really big organizations including the open university so, so uh how does that how does that actually work and and what what results have you actually seen so i think uh the the best way to explain the partnership fund is it's a joint collaboration however at the care tech foundation we acknowledge that as a grant giver we're probably not going to have the best um idea of how to implement a plan within a certain area so for example you you, you touched on the open university um, with them, we were able to extend some funding to the Carer Scholarship Fund. Um, and although if we had the capacity to, we'd love to be able to give people the opportunity um, to study and develop their careers with the Care Tech Foundation, but unfortunately that's just something that's well out of our scope. Obviously with the Open University, it's something that they can offer quite easily. So it makes sense for us to allocate the funds where we see fit and where it will really make a difference. And so, um, like you mentioned, Open University is one of them. Um, but then we've got many other things. I think um, another one that is quite uh, a, a lovely story is um, with motivation. So um, there's someone that look, well, their strapline is free, free them through mo- uh, mobility. Um, and we partnered with them. We gave them quite a lot of financial backing. And this went to various things like helping those that needed wheelchairs for um, and it was nice because it wasn't just in the UK. Um, this obviously shows that our span is worldwide, essentially. Um, and, that, and that's essentially how we like to work. We, we want to have a, a widespread net and really just make a difference wherever we can. Okay, so that's absolutely great work you're doing with, with the um, financial assistance that, that, that we can give to people. Uh, I know that one of the issues with social care is that people just don't generally get get enough recognition, do they? And everything seems to be in the shadow of the NHS, even though there are more more people working in the social care sector. Yeah, I think you've you've taken the words right in my mouth there. It's um, it seems to be a recurring theme where we almost uh, get brushed to the side. Uh, I, I say we as if I'm uh, I'm representing the social uh, care sector, but. It, it seems to be that although as much as I, I love the NHS and I think they do amazing, amazing work and it's and it's so reassuring to know that we have the NHS in place, um, it would be nice to see the same sort of positivity pushed towards the care sector. And I think we saw glimpses of it um, during the, the COVID outbreak and obviously everyone was in lockdown. I think that really opened a lot of people's eyes to what, what the care sector does. Um, and I think it, it's almost a silver lining. Um, obviously, a lot of lives were lost during that time and that pandemic. But um, I think if we could take a small positive from it, which is, is often quite difficult to do, um, it is that there was that recognition there and people were more aware to. And I think that's what needs to be done. We need more of a voice for the social care sector and we need to be heard because a lot of what we do is really important and it really impacts lives on a scale that 
a lot of people are, are quite taken aback by and they're quite surprised by. I think a lot of people, when they do their research and, and they see some of the stories and some of the key takeaways from what is happening in the sector, it really does to surprise them um, because there is so much good going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're saying about um, every cloud as a um, silver lining. Another thing there was it brought gratitude to the forefront of people's minds. We had the clap for carers on the Thursday and people really realised what an awesome job people in healthcare and, and, and in social care and actually do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think gratitude is something that's so important. I think quite often it's it's very easy with the way that we live now being so fast paced. And I think uh, remote working is a perfect example of it. It's very easy to just log on, log off and everything's very instant. And you almost forget to take in what's happening around you. Um, and quite often as a byproduct of that, there isn't that gratitude. And it's a shame, really, because a lot of the people that make this sector so great aren't getting recognised. And it's really, it's a shame. Because if you look at the work they do, um, a lot of the people in the sector are working really long hours, long weeks. It's quite tough work. I think if you look at some of the um, issues that we have to work around, um, caring to so many different people, knowing that everyone's going to have different um, levels of care they require, it is a very, very tailored thing they're doing. Um, and so quite often, just giving them the gratitude, I think, it is a minimum. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to say thank you or to appreciate the, the hard work that people are putting in. And so I think the, the gratitude is something that really does just need to be there as, as a baseline at all times. Yeah, that's right. And that, that's exactly what we're trying to do with TAP and with the new TAP app, making gratitude easier. Because that, like I said, that small gesture, that, that small uh, expression of thanks could make the difference between someone having a re- really good day and a really bad day. And p- people never forget uh, gratitude. And and what we see in public is only the tip of the iceberg. We don't know whether someone's fridge is packed up or, or, or what's happened to them that, that, that morning, do we really? Absolutely, I think that's it. And it's comes down to a very simple thing and just remembering that we're human. And I think there's so many different industries and so many different sectors, and some of them are less human sensitive. And I say that um, because obviously with care, it's very much hands-on. You're having FaceTime with these people. It's really more than just a job it embodies everything you do you're building relationships you're having conversations on a daily basis with these people you're getting an insight into their into their lives just as they're having an insight into your lives and so it becomes very personal and very it's the most uh, I, I, the words escape me but it is one of the most sort of emotional roles i think there there is and so to have emotion without gratitude just seems strange. And so that's why I think it's so important to have it as part of, of what we do and really integrating gratitude and showing the gratitude. Because um, I think it, it spurs people on, especially when there's days where it, it is going to be quite emotionally taxing and draining, that there are going to be times where you might go home and 
whereas with some roles you might be able to turn off your computer and you've logged off and that's it you're done for the day there's some people that they, they can't do that because some of the things that they're having to assist with or some of the things they're hearing and seeing they can be quite quite sad at times they can be quite emotional at times and as much as the sector is great i think there can never ever be enough praise for it and there can never be enough gratitude so i think it's really important that we keep that there um to show that we appreciate those people and um really highlight the difference that they're making yeah because these um, social care professionals they're becoming part of an extended family a, a group of friends for, for the people who they're taking care of and uh, and like like, like you were saying that the uh, the more different avenues to express gratitude that we create the the, the better it, it will be you can never have uh, too, too much gratitude or too much praise uh, and yes whether it's through face-to-face contact or whether it's through an app or a, or a website or, or even a thanking wall I, I know um, some care homes create a thanking wall so that the uh, um, staff can thank each other because um, it, it's not just um, uh, services uh, to service provider it, it, it's also a, a, a social care is a team effort so, so if we recognize and acknowledge the other members of our <clears throat> of our team and realize that we can't go about this alone then then um, seems stronger uh, it re- reduces burnout and, and it can also uh, help us feel like we belong feel like that, that we're included that we're not some kind of uh, imposter who shouldn't be there really absolutely i think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there especially with i like that you mentioned imposter at the end because i think quite often there is this sort of uh, almost like imposter syndrome where people think oh am i supposed to be here have i have i got the right skills to be here have i accomplished enough to be here and i think giving people the gratitude really cements that no you're doing a great job and we appreciate it and it just helps build the confidence in people which means that where they're doing such an amazing role we know they'll continue to thrive in it because it's one of those things where the second that the carers or or the, the caregivers or the care receivers either way as soon as anyone starts to lose hope or lose that motivation it can almost become quite cyclical because I think there is that relationship there between a, a care receiver and a caregiver where they almost thrive off each other. Like you said, it is an extension of the family. Um, and I think I can speak for most people. If, if you go home and your parents, sibling, niece, nephew, whoever it may be, is having a bit of a bad day, nobody wants to see that and it can put a bit of a downer on the mood. And so having that their, that gratitude, it, it lifts people's spirits. It makes them feel like, oh, no, I do belong here. I'm doing something great. And I think it can almost eradicate that that imposter-like syndrome and and really make them feel confident in what they're doing. Yeah, and it makes everyone feel um, psychologically safe so they can speak up and voice their opinions without fear of being ignored or uh, getting any negative feedback, really. Absolutely. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and what what do you think we could do in the future to, to make the social care sector well more acknowledged and, and and to spread more positivity through through the power of gratitude? What what, what could we change in the future? Do you think? Well, I, I think there's several things that we can do. I think first and foremost, I think tap 
what that what you guys are doing is is so so good i think it's it's really up to speed with the world that we're living in now um like i mentioned earlier everything is very much fast paced and online and so it seems like there is a real gap then and it makes sense to capitalize on that and bring the two together of the fast paced online world and gratitude like it, it's it just makes so much sense to combine the two and so i think first and foremost that is something that is really really good um and i'm i'm really happy to see it um and then i think a second thing that i, I i'd like to touch on i think is really important and it is something that i believe is changing um maybe a little bit slower than we'd want it to but is it's just the perception that people have i think with the care sector it's something that at some point or other i think it will impact everyone whether we experience care ourselves if we're a caregiver a care receiver or we know someone who's living in care or working care it's something that we will cross paths with and i think having the confidence to talk about it and put it in a positive light is really really important um i think if we look maybe 30 or 40 years ago um there may have been stigma attached i think a lot of people thought of carers oh it was almost like a just a halfway sort of just waiting and sort of lingering around there's not really much we can do for you we're just there to make sure you're fed and slept no it's not about that if you go into these places you can see that it's really invigorating people are living life to their absolute maximum potential and it's about finding what works for people um of course everybody's going to have different restrictions and everybody's going to have different potentials but it's about identifying those potentials and making sure people are hitting them and, and living those enriched lives um and i think that again is going to stem from having these productive conversations and really putting that positive light on it and that positive spin on it rather than taking the age old thinking of oh it's all doom and gloom because it's really not yeah it- and nobody is just the carer and that is a phrase that's often banded around and people don't need, uh, always see the um, social care sector as a real career path like you say that this is a stopgap but something to do until something better comes along but but really uh, if we can bring that to the forefront that there is a, a valid uh, career path and they're going to be working in a, a team that, that that will cover for them and will encourage it all work together um and it'll attract more people to, to join the social care sector in the future absolutely right well we're, we're almost out of time right so thank you very much for your time so, so now it's time for you to be dj radman so <laughs> <laughs> what tune would you like me to play for for our listeners to hear so uh i woke up this morning trying to think of uh, a song i know you'd warn me oh get get your music brain ticking and so uh, i had a bit of a thought and i i dwindled it down to two it was either going to be in the spirit of christmas which is just around the corner some some mariah carey but um i thought you know what i'll choose one for my wife today so i've gone with the uh, the jonas brothers waffle house not not one of my personal favorites but it's one that she's always uh, got in her playlist and it and it gets me head bopping so why not Well, that, that's perfect. Something that connects to your wife. So, th- thank you very much, Raz. And here's the Jonas Brothers with Waffle House. We never knew how to forfeit. 
Conversations at the Waffle House. 